0: Did you forget the name of which one I write for? I was you it. write for <laughs> Bloomberg. Forbes. It's the same. Yeah, God it's the same. damn it. Basically the same.
1: When last year came around It left us with questions that linger Feeling directionless Seems like the world gave us the finger What are we gonna do? What are we gonna do with our lives? Lisa and Colin need to figure it out. This is the show we figure out what to do with our lives. Who are you? My name is Colin. Mr. Craven is my father. I see no
0: one, and no one sees me, including my father. I'm going to die.
2: How do you know that?
0: Because. I hear everybody whispering about it. If I live, I may be a hunchback, but I shan't live. Well, I think lots dead
2: people, and you don't
0: look like any of them. Dead people? Where do you come from? And on that note.
1: Syriza, where are you during this scene that I'm on stage?
0: <laughs> Interesting question. I was probably backstage trying to flirt with some some of the men in the show, oh, or the, yeah, some of
1: the manly teens.
0: Where some of the manly teens, and I had my gray makeup in my hair, like my gray powder in my hair, so I, you, you were know an old I lady hot because I was always playing an old lady in every show at Bethlehem Central. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm sure this was no exception. So I probably had like the stage makeup wrinkles. <laughs> That was such a great first question. Thank you. Um, Yeah, Colin, do you remember doing that scene?
1: Yes. Uh, Yes, I do. I had to, (laughs) when I auditioned for that show, I was a boy soprano. I was a freshman in high school (laughs) and I could sing with a beautiful high soprano voice.
0: I was wondering if you were going to mention this.
1: And uh, by the time we got to the show, because we rehearsed the show for like three months or something, (laughs) my voice had completely changed. So that like, and I could just, I was like squeaking out the songs with like my like terrible new low voice with falsetto.
0: I remember this and I didn't know if you were going to address it for the fans or not. It was the elephant. In the room. It was for me, it was. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember the song that you sang in the secret garden?
1: It's uh it's uh, uh some nights I dream.
0: Of round-shouldered round-shouldered man. <laughs> yeah. Sounds good when you sing it now. And who would have guessed that that young boy soprano would have become an actor and musician who has been featured in the New York Times. That's true. And And who would have um, thought
1: that that old lady, (laughs) that teen playing an old woman would have been a critically acclaimed writer for Forbes magazine and uh, the host of her own show on Hello Giggles, Risa Sarakin.
0: We've There's come the- so far. Thank you, fans.
1: Thank you, one fan who is clapping.
0: Anyway, um, my name's Risa Sarakin, and I am, in fact, a writer and sometimes still actress, and I love plants and baking.
1: My name is Colin Summers, and I am a musician and an actor and uh, sometimes writer.
0: And we know each other from second grade on. We did like 8 million musicals and plays together. Um, We both grew up in upstate New York, where we both spent some time recently during this pandemic. We were all still in. And um, we've lived sort of similar, you know... I think our lives have gone in sort of similar directions in in that we both continued to pursue our dreams, which many people would not do and and sometimes was possibly to the detriment of our personal relationships with
1: good reason, I think oftentimes yeah. people don't
0: <laughs> yeah, with very good reason. <laughs> I remember someone saying to me, if you can do anything else, you should. And I was like, that's not about me. That's about everyone else. But like, they didn't mean it in a bad way. They meant it in a like, it it blows up your life kind of way. Like it's really hard to have relationships, to be in one place. You travel a lot. Stability's hard.
1: Yeah. yeah. Consequently, I think like the stability thing is, uh, it means that for me, I Because my jobs change so frequently, there are a lot of moments in my life when I think like, maybe I could be doing something completely, totally, 100% different. And that's not such a bad thing to think about. Yep. During this uh, pandemic, we were back in Albany together, we were talking a lot, and it seemed like... The whole world was like having that moment of like, wait a minute, we could be doing something totally different. And it got us thinking about all these different ways that people who are often like looking for structure, something change in their life, sometimes fall into like one of these few different paths. There's a, there's a few sort of predetermined paths, I think, that a lot of people start to go down. And uh, we wanted to make something that explored what these options were, what they were for us, because maybe there's something that we want to do. And hopefully, maybe that helps uh, somebody who wants to listen to us talk about this crap.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That was very well said. Very well said. Wow. Thank you. I guess all I would add to that is if you're curious what some of these phases we're going to explore on the show will be, I can name a few of them to see if they titillate and excite you, our listeners. Meow. I'll, I'll just list them without any like vocal inflection. Join a cult. Get into holistic wellness. Pursue a life of crime. Become the kind of farmers who just live off the land, become survivalists.
1: We wanted to explore, uh, in a meta sort of way, perhaps, what I think is like the great millennial pie-in-the-sky gold rush idea, the idea that all of us have, I think at some point in our lives, I'm um, giving it all up to become a content creator for Instagram, for podcasts. We're starting a YouTube channel. We're doing it all.
0: TikTok stars.
1: TikTok stars. This is, I think, the dream. Because like, what could possibly be better than quitting your job and saying to yourself, I know what I should be doing. Everyone should just be looking at me and paying attention to my opinions. And I should just get paid for that.
0: Yeah, people are going to tell me I'm beautiful, I'm interesting, I'm funny. And I'll get paid for just representing different brands of, like, you know, gummy bears and dresses. And I'll travel to different hotels and then I'll hashtag the hotel and talk about my experience. And the hotel will give me free stuff.
1: What makes me special? I don't know. My hair's
0: long. (laughs) <laughs> and I'm
1: sh-
0: <laughs> and I have twenty eight point six k followers,
1: yeah, yeah,
0: so what's what's the pitch on digital content creators?
1: Okay, I'll tell you mine, and then you tell me yours, right. okay. Uh, one, you get to quit your job and basically do whatever the hell you want,
0: right that you is just, pretty
1: awesome. That's like number 1. Uh number 2, you get a lot of attention. Mhm. Constant attention uh which validates us, makes us feel great. And uh number 3, you get a lot of free stuff, I imagine. This is
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think that, I think they do get a lot of free stuff. Cause I know someone who knows someone who's an influencer on Instagram. And she oh told my me, God. I know that's a brag, <laughs> <laughs> but this woman like gives her stuff all the time. Cause she's like, Oh, I just got like 20 new sweaters in the mail from this brand. Do you want some of this? Like she was always just gifting her the stuff. Cause it was, she would take a picture in it and then she'd give it away to her friends.
1: Oh yeah. It just doesn't seem fair. It doesn't. To the rest of us.
0: But it seems like a great gig. So my reasons are basically, yeah, the same thing. Attention. I love and thrive off of attention. Anyone who knows me knows this. And, um, you know, I'm interested in seeing a a lot of people, like, take beautiful photos of me next to waterfalls. I'm pretty sure that's a big component of being an influencer. Definitely. Um, And I'm interested in going viral because that must feel really cool to to actually go viral and have it happen to you i'm into this but joining a cult is also really intriguing so like i do think we need to do a deeper dive into this for me to understand it more i think the research will really help inform this decision
1: cue research music (laughs) (laughs) what do you do when you need a little fact check look it up look it up on the internet do your own research and before we move on to our next segment how about a quick word from our sponsor men are you still using your old roller skates from years or even decades ago gross bro Rolo is the only roller skate subscription service specifically for men. No more limited sizes or colors. No more loose wheels. No more beat-up skates from the early aughts. Just quality roller skates delivered to your door every month with Rolo. Check out Rolo.com and enter the promo code Colo. Figure out what to dolo. That's all one word. Rolo and Colo figure out what to dolo. For a free shoehorn to go along with your first 12-month subscription of Rolo Skates, Rolo, the world's first roller skate subscription service for men. This offer is for a limited time only. So this year, YOLO with Rolo. Roll on, brother.
0: They seem really good. I will say I haven't personally tried them, but Colin does talk about them a lot
1: sure yeah and you wouldn't because they're specifically for men this is my favorite thing that i found while doing research on this topic of influencers and digital content creators i'm gonna read it from you it's uh i'm going to credit the author because this is a fantastically written article the author is named is Lindsay dodgson Okay. This was written for businessinsider.com, which I don't know if that's a particularly reputable source. I'm not sure. It sounds kind of fancy, I guess. And uh, the headline on this article says, uh, the Instagram influencer whose 100,000 strong following got wiped says she called the police because it felt like a murder. A week and here we go with the article a week ago, an Instagram influencer named Jessie Taylor uploaded a video to YouTube where she tearfully explained how her her profile with over 100,000 followers had been deleted. She begged people to stop reporting her account as spam, saying she didn't have the skills for a normal job and was trying to be a fucking better person. The video has about 800 likes and 11,000 dislikes, and comments below say things like, this is exactly what an entitled brat looks like, and <laughs> "And get a job, you entitled tramp. Taylor, 21, who mostly posted selfies and photos of her in bikinis in her old account, says that this hatred is the main reason her Instagram account was deleted It wasn't reported from posting nasty photos. It was reported from having haters. Taylor said that she made $500,000 from her account over three years. That money does not last. Quote, you go to Gucci store a few times and you pay a couple months of rent. I'm not rich like I used to be, she said. Final... Final paragraph, Taylor has previously faced controversy, which she didn't want to talk about on the record. However, she did say she apologizes for her trouble with law enforcement and the streams of her online making racist comments.
0: I knew it was going to be. I was like, blackface. It's blackface. (laughs) Wow. Uh, That's incredible. This. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
1: This is why I feel like it's going to be an uphill battle for me Yeah, to be a, a, an, in, an Instagram influencer, at least. One thing that's for sure is that it seems like it's way easier if you're a super hot young lady.
0: It almost looks like you're pointing to me through this Zoom call, and I'm <laughs> taking it that way. Is 36 young? It's youngish. Super hot, check, lady, <laughs> Check. Do I own a bikini? No, I have a one piece though. That's very flattering, <laughs> and I can see I can probably make do with that. Um. Wow. Okay. So we'll just lead with probably photos. If you and I go in this direction, yeah. And you know, I am still strongly leaning leaning toward upstate murder cult, but that's for later episodes. But if we go in this direction of digital influencer. I guess we're going to need to work out a lot to be our hottest selves and probably get some spray tans.
1: Yeah, yeah. And probably need to get really good at taking photographs of ourselves, which I have not been good at.
0: Men, um, this is sexist what I'm about to say, men are less good at it than women. I do think that from from online dating experiences that men might not be as good. We're gonna get some hate mail from what I just said.
1: From the well, men's groups.
0: <laughs> the incels.
1: Well, the men shouldn't get too too mad at us because after all, one of our proud sponsors is Rolo. Subscription service skates for men.
0: Um, this isn't an article, but this is a person that I found.
1: Ooh. Love it.
0: And um She's an influencer. She used to teach at Soul Cycle where my friend uh, gave me let me in for free classes. So I took this woman's classes. Uh, this was not my friend, this was the teacher. And she was had such an incredible body that I thought wow, she's so inspiring like I did work harder like looking at this super hot woman. So this kind of goes on. She off literally
1: you influenced you.
0: She influenced me just taking soul cycle classes because I was like, I want to be that hot. Yeah. Uh, Which... She looked like Brit- Britney Spears in Britney Spears' heyday. Nice. Mm-hmm. Nice, bro. Nice, bro. Yeah, it's pretty hot. <laughs> so,
1: my 16 year old self loves that.
0: <laughs> I know. Mine too, because I always wanted to look like that as a 16 year old. That's why I wore body glitter and jewels. Wow, something
1: that I do not remember, although maybe you didn't wear body glitter and jewels while you were in...
0: Doing Shakespeare? (laughs) I didn't wear them in school. I wore them to the dances.
1: Oh, nice.
0: Yeah, like you got the gel that you put in your hair that was glitter. You put a bindi on, which I know now would not really fly, but that's what Gwen Stefani was doing, so we were all wearing those bejeweled bindis. You were were
1: wearing bejeweled bindis? When you were 16 years old.
0: I wasn't the only one. You
1: are about to get so canceled.
0: (laughs) I know. Uh, We're going to have to do some heavy editing on this. (laughs) But I wasn't the only one, and we didn't know better. We were just trying to be like Gwen Stefani. Anyway, this influencer, um, I'm not going to use her name, but she's... um, she then became, she stopped doing Soul Cycle and she just became a full time influencer. And I w- have watched her career skyrocket. And one thing that, this is more of an observation than research, actually, now that I think about it. One thing I noticed was that when she met the man who she's now married to, she documented every part of it on social media, including he proposed to her live on Instagram Live. And secondly, Damn. their wedding was on Instagram Live oh. and his vows to her. We're like, I've gone from being an Instagram boyfriend to an Instagram husband.
1: Whoa! And so like,
0: he fully accepted it, and I thought, yeah, of course he has to fully accept it because it's such a big part of her identity. And this is this applies to us. We would have to make it, it's twenty four seven a part of our identity, right? And we can't really have that much of a private life. Like a big part of influencers or even let's say with podcasting you have to share everything you have to share the ugly parts of yourself that's or the wild. private lives so
1: you got to figure that dude is just like into it right like
0: that's what i was thinking about today actually when i looked at it again i'm like i think he's into it
1: he's like maybe he even part of that what was attracting him to her in the first place was the fact that she was an influencer
0: I think it could be because and he, he like, runs a business, and uh, maybe it helps his business. Mm, it's a restaurant, you know. Maybe people, maybe that helps. And crafty, crafty. It's almost like marrying a celebrity to marry a famous influencer.
1: Ooh, but here's one other thing that I noticed when I was doing some research, which is that it doesn't take a whole lot to get yourself called an influencer. Hmm. If like. There's not a lot of qualifications, you know? So I was do- I was trying to find some Instagram murders.
0: Yeah. And like... Wait, did you... Sorry, did you just say murders?
1: Yeah, I said I was trying to find some Instagram murders.
0: <laughs> Murderers or murders?
1: Well, uh, it could be either one. But... Um, okay. What I kept finding was that... Uh, like, you know any 21-year-old girl that gets murdered is like an inf- is an influencer if she's got like over like 500 followers or whatever they're calling everyone an influencer
0: do a lot of influencers get murdered
1: a lot of young women in america get murdered
0: <laughs> mm, this i knew this i did know
1: and yes. um and if they happen to have larger followings then they're also often called influencers. There's one that just happened a few weeks ago. Really? Yeah. I a won't woman... say her name. Yeah. You wouldn't know it anyway because it yeah, was like I... some random woman from Houston
0: who was who had more than like 500 followers and she was considered an influencer and she was murdered.
1: That's correct.
0: Was she murdered by someone who knew her?
1: uh it's it's an ongoing case looks to me like it was probably yeah husband or boyfriend or whatever yeah
0: because it always is it'll it almost always is
1: right i'd like to now go to deal breakers if you yes We're
2: gonna squash that dream. We're gonna squash that dream.
1: Alright, so here's my scenario. This rich guy wants to pay you, you Reese Sarakin, a bunch of money to make videos for him. Now there's nothing particularly sexually explicit, Mm. but you're only making the videos for him, and he definitely is jerking off to them. And he makes a lot of specific requests, like just random stuff where he's like, today I really want you to make a video where you eat an apple. And you're like, okay.
0: Hmm. And how much is he paying me?
1: I am going to say he's paying you not like life-changing money, but like <laughs> but he's paying you like cover your rent money
0: oh that's pretty good which
1: is it's like it's not exactly like change your whole life but it is kind of like change i mean
0: if someone paid my rent that would be life change, change a lot of and your we rent. live in brooklyn where <laughs> rent is yeah. not cheap um comparatively to the rest of the country Truth. so okay
1: what i mean is like um, it's not gonna make you a millionaire but it's gonna be like It's going to really free you up.
0: Right. And will anyone else see these videos? No. I think um, I'm going to do this. (laughs)
1: Did you hear that, Reese's mom?
0: (laughs) I was just thinking of my parents listening to this. (laughs) But it's not prostitution if I'm, like, eating an apple. It's it's, like,
1: yeah. It's like, uh, yeah, let's say it's, like, not even necessarily risque, but like just kind of like normal stuff with a flirty attitude.
0: Yes, I'm in. <laughs> I'm in.
1: Uh, all right. Deal breaker is my last one. Okay. You go viral for an embarrassing reason. So let's say like uh, it's some video like uh, like you like it's your wedding day and you like slip in dog shit and fall face first in dog shit and you're wearing a wedding dress and you're crying and it's
0: Aww. and it's
1: like it's like one of the your worst moments of your life, right?
0: Okay, yeah.
1: Now. Uh after the and like the clip goes viral but you're like sort of anonymous in the clip and so you're like okay. This is terrible but like Nobody knows it's me.
0: Do they not show my face?
1: No, they sh- uh, they show your face, but it's like it's just like nobody's like traced it to you yet. You know.
0: Got it. It's just like random bride. Right. Has right. A bad day. Has the worst day.
1: Right. But then someone approaches you with an opportunity that's like, we want to use your viral fame for like dancing with the stars or something where you're going to be like dog shit bride <laughs> and you're going to cash in you get like we're going to make you a bunch of money it's going to make you're going to turn into like a reality star basically based on this you're going to get your own
0: yeah
1: spin-offs and you're going to launch your brands and uh it's all but you're going to start off being known as like dog shit bride
0: dog shit bride <laughs> Hmm. See, this is hard for me because I do love attention. But <laughs> not really this kind of attention. <laughs> I do love attention. I'm trying to think in my head how I would spin it t- to make it work for myself. Right. But this really crosses some lines for me. Because first of all, I don't want to be on dancing with the stars. <laughs> I don't want because I'm not that good at dancing.
1: Sure. Well if, nobody is. If on I that was show, dog right?
0: shit brought right, that's true. If I was dog shit bride, and the cool thing that came of it was I got my own like interview podcast show on NPR, you know. Mm,
1: well, that would be Which, that would be on you to make to, you had to transition from dancing with the, the stars transition. to that.
0: <laughs> that's quite the transition. So I guess that's the thing. It's like the dreams that I would have for my viral, you know, if you and I really became really took off with this digital star thing, stardom. Yes. I think some of the the gifts that being dog shit bride would would give me. Um, I just I don't know if those are gifts I want. But do I have any issue with being referred to as dog shit bride the rest of my life? Wouldn't love it. <laughs> but, you know, I'm very resilient. So I think I think the answer is no. I, w- I think this is a deal breaker. But if Dog shit Bride in another world dog shit bride led to like um a slightly different um influencer dream mm.
1: you c- you wanna turn it into dog shit journalist. Is that what I'm hearing?
0: <laughs> <Huh>? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I want to be dog shit journalist and then I'm all in baby. And I'll and I'll say this is this is uh Risa Sarakin. <laughs> live with live for nbc dog shit journalist reporting live (laughs) on the field (laughs) signing off good night yeah that i would be fine with Mm
1: -hmm. great good deal breakers wow
0: that was a great question
1: thank you great question and now another word from our sponsor
0: Do you want shiny, thick, and luxurious hair this holiday season, but don't want to spend a ton of money for expensive and time-consuming treatments? It's not just your body that needs a post-holiday makeover. It's your hair, too. That's where Egg Girl comes in. Experts say after indulging in too much holiday cheer, i.e. sugar, booze, etc., guilty as charged, your hair can also take a hit. That's where Egg Girl comes in. That's right, it's just real organic eggs that you put in your hair for absolutely egg-cellent results. See what we did there? No gross gummies, no sticky sprays, and no fancy schmancy shampoos. Just real-life organic eggs from our free-range, cage-free, grass-fed farms. Separated into whites and yolks and hand-delivered to your door to enhance your egg experience. And I can honestly say that I've been using these artisanal eggs in my own hair the past few weeks. It's really no must, no fuss. I put a few in before I have to head over and pick my kids up from daycare. And even my lover told me the other day that I smelled like an omelette. Also, did I mention the shine? My hair is 10 times shinier now because it's full of rich bio-nutrients that it needs and it wants. Order now and use discount code and Colin to get 10% off your first egg girl order for $45 flat and learn what the rest of us already know, that eggs aren't just great for breakfast, they can also make you gorgeous.
1: We want to also hear about What gives you structure? What are some interesting phases you might have found yourself? Because sometimes like when you're looking for something, it can be just the strangest, weirdest, oddest things. And and it makes you feel good. And it gives you like a feeling like, yes, I'm doing something with this. This This is what's given me life at this moment.
0: Yeah. And sometimes, yeah, when I hear what a friend is up to, I get very inspired to try that thing out. But I need to hear about their journey with it before I feel safe even taking it on, you know, because it's intimidating to start something that big, uh, which is a total lifestyle change. So I am excited to hear what our callers have to share with us.
1: Did you find the meaning of life or did it blow up in your face? Did you rise like a phoenix or get shot down in flames? Tell us about it. Come on, tell us about that face. Tell us about it.
0: honored and humbled to have our first call-in guest ever. This is the kind of guest you could only get in your dreams. But because of the pandemic, she's now grounded in her home and no longer gracing the Broadway stages in West Side Story on Broadway. She's been forced to stay in her apartment, and that's how you can sort of catch these people in a free moment. Um, we're We're humbled. We're thrilled. We're grateful. We're full of Christmas cheer and Hanukkah cheer, because this is a guest who celebrates Hanukkah, um, to have Jennifer Gruner in the studio, and by studio, I mean in her apartment talking to us on Zoom. Jen, thank you for being here.
2: Wow, what an intro. Thank you for having me.
0: So, Jen, we brought you here today because... You reached out and told me that you felt you'd gone through something in your life that might be a beneficial story to share with our listeners and with us in terms of like, you know, a big, a big phase you went through and experience you had. Can you tell us a little bit about that, please?
2: Yes. So, you know, in the pandy, we're all turning for new sources of income. So... My sister and I started selling our Barbies on eBay, and we realized money is everywhere in the house. How old
0: right. is your sister?
2: She is 26.
0: Got it. So, two two women turned back to their Barbie collection and realized it was lucrative.
2: Yes.
1: And approximately how many Barbies did you have in the house?
2: Around? <laughs> Yeah. Oh my God.
0: What? Were they in the boxes? Like, were you those gr- little girls who were like, we're, we're keeping them in the boxes to become collector's editions? Because I never had the self control for
2: that. Well, our mother was a Barbie collector. So the best part of this, there was no investment from us.
0: Ah. Uh. Uh.
2: She taught us to not open a lot of our collectibles.
0: Were you ever allowed to play with the Barbies? Oh yeah, or do we you, had you just look at them? Barbies.
2: We had those. But then I These are the collectors. Because this was in my blood, the Barbie collecting. Wow. As I got older, I kept collecting them. Like till like age thirteen. Because I thought they were so pretty and I kept them very pristine.
0: When I was thirteen, I was obsessed with Barbies. I could never keep them in the box because I wanted to play with all of them. Um in fact my beginning of my sexual awakening was through gymnast Barbie because her legs could go both ways. So that opened up a lot of possibilities with Ken. But when I was 13, my mom actually had to talk with me about how I had to put the Barbies in the attic because it was starting to get weird that I still played with Barbies. A lot of my friends at that time had, begun, had started dating and sort of like doing girl clicky stuff. And I was just alone and like every day after school, three hours of Barbies. And I had like a meltdown and sort of told her, no, I just told her, I don't think I can see a world... I can't envision ever stopping this. <laughs> and I don't want to. And I started crying because I was, like, picturing myself going through high school having this secret dark thing where I went and played with Barbies. It was an addiction.
2: And I am so- evidence you don't have to stop, Risa. <laughs> I <am still laughs> with my Barbies. <laughs>
0: yeah, I mean, now it's, like... I had to kind of go cold turkey on the Barbies because after a while, my f- it was like this dark thing and my mom would joke about it in front of my teenage friends and I'd get really embarrassed. So oh, I've just Brutal stopped. mom. Yeah. <laughs> I hope she's listening. You're the reason I'm in therapy. <laughs> but I didn't realize you could keep playing with them like this.
2: And make money.
0: Can I ask how much a Barbie would go for? Like a collector's edition? Yes.
2: Some are worth $10,000. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, we could like probably our highest on eBay was around 2000.
1: 2000.
2: Yeah. But like and, wow.
1: And it was like originally purchased for like $12?
2: $30. We had some that were like 85 that we could sell for 200.
1: So all in all, what would you say your like total haul was?
2: Okay, well so this comes to a tragic end cuz we could have made a lot more. However, I think we probably made like $2,000 total. So, not enough to live on. But it is something. You know, you can go to deuce generation a lot on that.
0: Sure. Mm, that is where the Broadway stars go. <laughs> <laughs> um so Why did it come to a tragic end? What happened?
2: Okay, so we were selling, like, a Barbie a week here, and it took hours to get the Barbies up there. Like, I would spend days just sitting, taking pictures of Barbies and researching (laughs) them for days because we had so many. And then, like, we were, like, I was in New York. My sister's in Texas. My mom was just, like, at UPS sending them all out. And then suddenly we were, like, why aren't we getting any orders anymore? Turns out, you were supposed to, you know, pay eBay to be on eBay. (laughs) And I'm just thinking they're taking commission. And I don't know how I missed that. So suddenly, they took all our Barbies down. And we owed them some money. And we got that all taken care of. But they will not put them back up. And it is the holiday season. And we probably could have been making... Mad money right now. So it's quite tragic. So I'm oh. going to have to spend January taking pictures of Barbies again.
1: Damn.
0: That's kind of cold
2: of eBay.
1: You know, I also would have assumed that eBay was just immediately taking money.
2: I know. My mom was like, Of course, Jennifer. Like, you have to pay to be on this website where you're making a lot of money. Like, that's how they do it. And I was like, I never look you know what, I'm good at taking the pictures of the Barbies. But like beyond that, my bi- I'm learning about my own business savvy. And you got to check on those things for anybody out there trying to do this.
1: Do you think you're going to keep doing it basically like until you have no more Barbies left to sell?
2: That's the goal because, you know, if we sell our like our home house at some point, we need to get rid of all these Barbies and if we can make some money.
1: Right, and now is, like, the best time to make money because that's when we all need money. <laughs>
2: yep, the government isn't helping us anymore. Barbies is where it's at.
1: <laughs> oh, I have another question. So do you foresee a potential future where, uh, like, you've sold all your Barbies but now this is just your thing and so now you're, like... Buying more Barbies to resell.
2: Oh, I yeah, I definitely have thought about that. Because once you get it going, especially like we started with zero investment, I really suggest zero investment because then you make all the money. I know that's not. That's because our <laughs> mother bought all these. However,
0: <laughs> that's ideal. Honestly, yeah,
2: I get it now. Like my mom used to like, she would go around town to all the Toys R Us Getting, like, the Millennium Barbie. And I never understood until 20 years later. Look where we are. Selling them on eBay. So I could see myself going into the business. Did you feel like
0: you were getting anything out of it, like, spiritually, emotionally? Or, like, was it fulfilling to you?
2: Um, It was fulfilling because the app notifies you with dollar signs. And that's my motivation here. So it did give me some spiritual growth. Just because I felt like I had put the work in, right? Hours sitting, taking photos, researching Barbies—a very fascinating topic. So when I heard like the ka-ching on my phone, a spiritual experience after, you know. Oh. Just that I sat there and my Barbie really did all the work for me in the end.
0: So rewarding. Would you rec- so, you would recommend this kind of thing to other people if their moms will buy them Barbies.
2: And I would say, look through your house, right? Go through all your old toys and look that stuff up. Because Beanie Babies, that was our next one. We are hitting the Beanie Babies next.
1: Yes. So smart. Pogs.
2: But, like, if you have errors in your Beanie Baby tag where it says, like, instead of thank you, like, they spell something wrong can add like a thousand dollars worth to your beanie baby.
0: Money in the bank. Wait, if your beanie baby is messed up, like there's a typo, it's worth more?
2: I don't know why, but that adds value.
0: That's amazing. I actually this kind of brings me to um, you know, because the pandemic has pushed me into my childhood home, and I was looking for this old creepy crawlers kit that my brother used to have. I wanted to give it to him for Christmas. Creepy crawlers is a thing that you get molds, and you pour, like, goop, and then put them in the oven, and you make little plastic bugs. And my brother used to sell these creepy crawler bugs. Do you guys remember that? Oh,
1: you, don't have to, you didn't have to explain what creepy crawlers <laughs> are to me.
0: I'm wasting my breath. <laughs> But do you know how much a creepy crawler's game is? A vintage creepy crawler game is on eBay. It's like, well, I'll let you guess.
2: A thousand.
0: Higher?
1: Oh my god!
2: Four thousand dollars.
1: Whoa! For a creepy game. So
2: if I, I can find you. it, yeah, make that money in your house.
1: There was th- that was always the thing with like when I was a kid. Me and my brother was always baseball cards, but then there was this gigantic. There's, like, documentaries out about how baseball cards were never going to be collectible and how the whole thing was a giant scam.
0: (laughs) Oh, that's (laughs) sad. Oh, my God.
1: Yeah, it was, like, there's, like, this massive conspiracy to, like, inflate the price of baseball cards, like, at the time when a lot of people were buying them and thinking that they were going to be able to resell. And then it was just, it all fell apart. It was all total bullshit. (laughs)
0: So, they're worth nothing?
1: They're worth like very little. If they're worth anything at all, they're really not worth much.
0: Whoa. That's such a brilliant scam. Yeah. From the baseball card company. I know.
1: I kind of wish that I could come up with something like that. Yeah. We'll explore too. that during our Life of Crime episode. Well, thank you thank so you. much, Jen.
0: I learned a lot.
2: I'm happy to educate your audience, of, and maybe there are some Barbie collectors in this audience. You have
1: it's a it's massive a audience, deadly. so probably
0: I would assume at least two to three percent are Barbie collectors when you look at the numbers. I think so. so too. <laughs> they're gonna learn, and what I like about this phase is like no one got hurt. You know, some phases like sure. people could get hurt. Let's say a cult. I keep coming back because I'm very excited for that episode. People could get hurt. Um, Or getting into holistic medicine, getting into holistic wellness, people could get hurt. You could hurt yourself by accident. This is like a really kind of wholesome one. I
1: like this phase because it's uh, basically just a business, right?
0: Yeah. And it's a way that an artist pivoted during the pandemic to make a little cash. Cause even Broadway stars need cold hard cash sometimes.
2: I mean, when I'm back on the stage, I hope my Barbies are selling themselves, <laughs> and I'm just uh, cashing, <laughs> cashing it in.
0: When you say selling themselves, I just got an image of the Barbies like putting themselves on eBay, but I know that's not what it is. Oh, I was
1: imagining like Barbie on the corner. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I mean, that's. Amazing. It is.
0: in a parking lot with Jen's mom being like hey come into Karen's minivan there's a bunch of us in here <laughs> you want to party wow well thank you so much Jen um, and J&L Dollhouse January 2021 Jen back in West Side Story summer 2021 <laughs> let's hope thanks for listening to risa and colin figure out what to do with their lives tune in next week when we contemplate joining a cult if you liked us please subscribe and review us on Apple podcasts okay bye